whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars. Bobby scores. The good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old Why did she yell at me? I did. I well, said I had, the mon- I had the volume turned down, and we were talking, and I hit the button, and then I was getting ready to start talking, and I realized Boxer Rocks move. Yeah, well, clearly. I mean, it's, you always want to throw something at me, correct? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, it was actually warranted there. Right. You well, didn't do it. Well, you got one coming. Opportunity then. missed on your part. For the season, you're minus one already. A minus? You're minus one. Is my ice time going to be diminished? <clears throat> I don't know. We, pro- we probably need your body out there. <laughs> you need bodies. <laughs> Vegas Hockey Hotline, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. It is a Monday. John Smith subs. We're any football stuff over there. Unlike the advice Steve gave in hour number one. <laughs> yeah, we're football garb. 20% off. And the Monday Night Maniacs will be jumping, hooting, and hollering over to Oasis 4955 South Decatur. Terrible's going to be, I'm sure, doing something on the Golden Knights front, and we'll get an announcement on that in the not-too-distant future. But on Raiders game day, they're doing the $1,000 Raiders game day giveaway, our friends at Terrible's. And Adam Kuttner, and we'll be getting back to the power play thing. That'll be coming, too. So it's hockey. We had a game last night. But first and foremost... Without any further ado, I messed up so bad, I probably should even throw him this bone. Hello. There he is. Ken Polky is here. <laughs> I'm trying to dig myself out of the crater. Good luck. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Good to see you. Yeah. You, you, did the, uh, you did the Arizona soiree. Yeah, that was fun. I like rookie games. There's actually a better energy to rookie games than there is preseason games. Because there's more on the line in many ways. Right. You know, only half the guys out there have anything on the line in a preseason game. And, and you can feel it at different points in these preseason games. Where the rookie games, everybody out there has got something to prove. It's a different thing for every guy, but I kind of miss the rookie games already. No, I know. And the funny thing is, like, I'm watching the game last night, and... Whatever, shot and go. What's the guy's name? Kyle? Is that right? For San Jose? V- Veal? Veal. That's guy. Might have been Vile. I don't know. Vile. I don't know. Shot on goal, and White Cloud's coming back, and this guy drives the net, and he tries to push White Cloud into the goalie, and White Cloud's <laughs> turn around like going, Really? It's a preseason? And then they start pushing and shoving, and then it got stupid. Now, I mean, if the linesmen weren't there, they'd probably go, and White Cloud's probably going, I need this like I need a hole in the head for Right, you. right. You know, and this is, let's get out of here. And then, you know, hockey players are superstitious. Stone gets ear holed. You know, that is just a horrible break. And he's, sl- you know, when he comes off the ice, he's slamming his helmet uh, on the bench, and it, it's like, yeah, he's in pain and all that. But I'm, I'm guaranteeing, really, it's going to be one of those years? You pray to God, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's in, not an omen of things to come. What well, are the odds of that? Theodore goes out. McNabb goes out. 
We don't know what either of those are. They wouldn't offer an update at the end of the game on either of those. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not all that concerned about that. But, yeah, you're you're right. It's like first time out, two, three guys that are important pieces all go out in the same game. It's like can't even make it through a preseason game. Hopefully it's not one of those years, but th- this team cannot afford all that. No, already missing Tuck. Right. Yeah. So they can't. You got to play them. And, but then the question is, and in fact, we had this discussion last week. I'll let you have at it. Okay, knowing what we know and we saw last night, like for the guys that matter, Carlson, Marchessault, Smith, I mean, guys, they know each other, they play together. You see Stone get hit in the ear. In the preseason, how many games do you even want to roll these guys yeah. out there? You know, I mean, do the pros and the cons of it, yeah, you want to get up to speed for the regular season. I'm like, ugh. I mean, it it stinks when any guy gets hurt anytime. Yeah. But it's ten times more painful yeah. when you lose a guy in a meaningless nothing burger. Yep. I remember when Paul Stastny was here. They had they had been four or five preseason games in and he hadn't played. And I went up to him, I was like, Do you, is this you you're doing or like they are they holding you back for any reasons no it's for me i i don't want to play i don't need to play he's like it doesn't do me any good when they want to do their little dress rehearsal for the game or two before sure i'll go in there and do my thing but i have no interest in playing in these games and i don't think it does any me any good there's other guys that have better opportunities that can take advantage of it so and listen these guys are pros they're getting paid blah 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 and they'll all say the right thing but i mean if you watch that game last night, okay, Stone, Pacioretty, eh, Stone was kind of being Stone. Pacioretty had a handful of moments, and you're watching him. I mean, you know, he's got bite to his game. He does yes. stuff along. He's out there. I mean, and I'm not knocking him. I get it. I mean, if, if you were ever going to say, is there a time to do it? I mean, he's doing the slow float out there. and Because, I mean, what's the point? There's, There's no point. And, and the problem is, you, know, you you don't know what the other teams think, and if they're all thinking the same thing. But if you're going in there and I'm not half-hearted, I guess it would be the word. And I'm not knocking anybody because again, it's a preseason. Game. But when you're playing half-hearted, then are you really ready or prepared? If some guy's coming at you a thousand miles an hour, some guy's trying to make a name for himself to make a team. That's, you get hurt when you're not yeah. going a hundred percent. Also, it makes it real hard to evaluate what's actually going on on the ice. Because you see a guy pop, Paul Cotter looks real good in that game. But it's like, well, what does that mean in context of what else we saw? It's hard. It's it's really hard to say. And, like, preseason games, they're not great. They're really not. And, but they offer more than a scrimmage at City National. They offer more than some other things we get to see. So I'm not against them. I just... It's a tough situation. It's a tough dance, and there's no right answer for it. And then there are kids that get, you know, you get a cup of coffee, you get a look or whatever. They send an army of them back to the juniors. Uh, yeah, I'm not like, drawing a line through this kid, but like, Cormier had a pretty rugged game yeah, last night and, and getting worked down low, uh, bad turnover coming out of his own. You know, but they're, again, there's no chemistry, right? You're, right. you're playing with guys, you, you know, you play – with them last night, tomorrow night, you're playing with all different guys. Right. It's it's a, it's a tough spot. And like, yeah, for him, he actually looked better than I thought he was going to in in Arizona. Uh, Cotter or Cormier, 
because I, I thought, you know, he's got all these points in junior. There's kind of a hype behind him, but he's playing in that the Q is not exactly a high-end league. It's not bad. It's just not the highest of the high-end leagues. And so for him to get there and really hold his own, I thought, out in Arizona, I thought that was good. But then to see him in some of these scrimmages, and then last night was not very good, and then I hate when this happens, and I know why they do it, but for that to be his last taste of being here is not really ideal. Yeah, I would have loved to have had an opportunity for him to get back into practice, not play in the next preseason because game, the, and be, then go. Be, like, and you're, it's funny, I was thinking of this, I, the same sort of thing where – Say, yeah, you had a game. I didn't play great, and there may be reasons why, intangible reasons why. But then this kid goes back to juniors. He kind of leaves with a bad taste in his mouth. That's that's the only taste in his mouth. Is the only time he's put on a Golden Knights jersey. Really, I mean, I guess he played the Arizona games, but like, I just, I don't. I guess I don't understand the the pattern to how it goes i know this happens every single year but like there are opportunities to keep him around and i don't think it's going to stunt his development all that much to keep him around for three more practices before he goes back they're all going to different places i get that part of it's a little odd to me but i mean i I, and there's the the other side of the coin is like well this is the time we're supposed to do it whether he played great or didn't play great it didn't matter that's how we're sending him out like okay that's fine so BRIs for us. Well, I mean, all these practices, we're on the air. I mean, so honestly, just don't get a chance to see. Is there or who might be this year's Colasar? Where, you know, Colasar makes the roster opening night. We, we know who's who and for the most part what's going on. Is, is there anybody? You know, we, we basically know what we're looking at here. Yeah. Is there anybody... Making a case no. as a surprise to make the team. I mean, is D- Dylan, is that, Dylan, not, Dylan Coughlin's not right. If if not, is is that concerning? I mean, not for this group, but for no, the big. I mean, uh, Dylan Coughlin's not a surprise, right? Not a surprise. No. So I've liked a lot of what I've seen out of Zach Hayes. I think if you're ever in a pinch where like McNabb goes out. I'm going straight to Zach Hayes. I'm not trying to replace McNabb with a guy like a Coglin or or even a Hague. I'm going straight to Zach Hayes if that's the case. So I think there's something there. Is he going to make the roster? No. Uh, the Krebs situation is still kind of up in the air. There are moments where you say this guy's too good to not have in the NHL. There's also moments like the pass last night. The first time he's playing a T-Mobile in a while, and you're like, well, okay, are we really forcing this guy on the roster? I never got a really – I watched it, saw it happen live, saw the replay, but it was along the dasher at his feet, and I I could not tell. Did he flat out shoot it in front of the net, or did it go off him? It looked to me like – it's a puck battle along the boards. He ends up with the puck on his stick, and he's trying to fling it into the middle to the center up. coming up, yeah. and he missed it by a lot, and it ends up right on the stick of a guy on the other team. You can't miss that pass. That pass can't be too heavy. Like You're better off just... Oh, it was hot. It was hot, and it went straight to the stick of a guy who put it right in the back of the net. And like, There's nothing Logan Thompson can do on that one. 
that's a play you can't make. And that's that's the type of thing that says maybe there is more time and more development needed in the AHL. Well, here's here's I think it's funny. I mean, and I'll I'll be the first one to say this, and this might be talking you off a ledge, Stevie. I thought he was going to be a guy that was in their plans, and it would have been really interesting to see what he could have done for them in the playoffs last year. Then he breaks his jaw. Now all the offseason, all the talk, blah, blah, blah about this guy. And I guess I'm just curious. I think he's, he's going to have a very, very nice NHL career. I think that's safe. But have because there haven't been a boatload of prospects coming up here, from especially the forward ranks, are there... Are the expectations too high Probably. for Peyton Krebs? I think in on this roster, I would say yes. Because there's an expectation of when a first-round pick comes in that they should be busting into the top six. And when you look at a roster like this, there's not a lot of place in the top six. And it appears Stevenson's got the 1C job on lockdown. I'm not sure if they're going to try some other things. It feels like they will not. Based on the fact that Stone, Stevenson, and Pacioretty get game one, they're probably not playing game two. The next game is the road game. Maybe they get in there one more time before the dress rehearsal final one. Uh, I think that's on the seventh. Like, I... I think that's pretty much on lockdown. So the the belief of like the first round prospect should come in and be a top six player. I don't think that's realistic on this team. The problem is, I don't necessarily know that he's even pushing top nine right now. It's do we want to play a fourth line that plays that style, or do we want to go back to what we've been relying on? And I, I'm not sure what the answer is at this point. Well, the funny thing is. And maybe it's a weird parallel. Stevie and I were talking over the weekend. It was something we were talking about last week on the show about Yanmark. Like, you know, what kind of offensive production could you get out of there? And I know I was saying, yeah, you know, I think 20s possible uh, or whatever. And Stevie said, I don't know if I don't think he's that kind of guy. And I said, no, I think he can be. And anyway, we went back and looked and. In fifteen sixteen with the Stars, 15 goals, 73 games. 17-18, he had 19 goals in an 81-game campaign for him. Then the numbers go to 6 goals, 6 goals, and then 10 goals with Chicago in 41 games. And, and I think it kind of ties into what we're talking about here. Is the only, And I don't know this for a fact, but I would assume that in those first two years, He's probably playing maybe on the second line yep. with better players, yep. and then new guys come in, and he you get shuffled down, yep. and then you compare what Stevenson did in Washington to the number Stevenson has now, and it's I mean yes he's a fast guy and he's this and he's that, but it's a function of who you're playing yeah. with. And I don't think I don't think Yanmark's getting that opportunity. Right. No, but, but I, I guess that that's the point. Is like who. Who are you surrounded with when you come in and the impact you'll make? And you say, hey, like you said, we say this all day, hey, he's a 200-foot player. Well, that's great. you got a lot of them. You need some snipers. But so much of this when we try to evaluate these guys, I think it falls through the cracks of what we were talking before we went on the air. You're talking about the line with Dodonov, Yanmark, and Patrick. Patrick, and your question was, 
who drives the line? You know, you know what I mean? Well, and then more so, who gets the blame when none of the drivers drive the line? Like, I, maybe I'm just beaten down over what a third line on this organization is going to look like, but it's not going to work, at least not immediately. They're not going to come in and be a goal a night group. Like, I just don't see that being the case. So when it's not, A, how long does it take them to leave it together? I'm not even sure it's going to be together tomorrow. Like, it's been together throughout the beginning of camp here. Like, it's been those three. And so moving forward, are they going to try some other combinations? Like, where does Brett Howden end up? He's an interesting piece to all this. Because if you're going to go on the record pretty early in in training camp, DeBoer did, and say we need penalty killing from our depth forwards, Brett Howden has to be one of your depth forwards. And he has been only playing with Sven Berchi and Peyton Krebs and Jack Dugan and Paul Cotter. Like, he can't get himself to be with Wah and Kolazar and these guys. Like, maybe one practice it's been there. I don't understand how they're looking at all of this early. Maybe I'm reading too much into some of the line combos early, but... The first line stayed together, the second line stayed together, and the third line looked pretty clear. That's what they're headed, where they're headed there. Carrier, Wah, Colazar seems to be the plan, which does that mean they're waving Howden? I don't know. So, because of this thing that happens to be happening the last two years, first look at DeBoer actually you know, running this thing from. Day one, in essence, we had the little bubble. Prep. Right, this is the first time we've had a but, true but season. A full blown yeah. training camp, prospects, everybody. Uh, just in terms of how how it's being run, anything massively noticeable compared to past years? Running Not really. Camp. It's a little less experimentation to what I would have expected at this point. Like, I'm not really sure what the benefit you're getting out of putting that first line back, that second line back, just just rolling them out at the beginning. Like, I, I don't really know what the gain is there. I understand that's probably where we're headed on October 12th. It's with that top six being what it is, with your D pairs being what they are. I get that. But I guess if you have a month to, to ramp up, you're going to play some preseason games. Why not? Put some people in different situations well, and learn. And, and I'm yeah. sorry, they, I'm they sorry, haven't Steve, done it. But like, like, okay, out of the gate to jumpstart guys to, to get them on a tootsie roll coming in. I, I don't know. Do you take a shot with a Dodonov and Patrick, or do, do you throw them up with these guys? I mean, you, yeah, you want to get off to a good yes. start. I get the whole nine yards, but again, big picture, this team's going to be fine, right? Do you not try to jumpstart these guys to be really impactful Golden Knights right out of the gate instead of making them 200-foot players? Well, or throwing them all together and then not knowing who's the problem. I think that's my biggest concern. Is like, If you were to, say, put Nolan Patrick in between Pacioretty and, Steven, or and Stone, Stone right. and that does not work, you know that's because of Nolan Patrick. Right. It's not because Pacioretty's having an off week. or what. We know this isn't working because it's just not a fit there like Stevenson is. And then if Stevenson's not working down or Stevenson is, you, you have an idea. By putting those three together, 
you don't really have a clue who is succeeding and who is failing, no matter how it goes, Absolutely unless it's right. dominant, which is possible, but I would guess it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Then you ha- you're going to have to tinker with it, and I think now's a better time to tinker. But it's still early. They played one preseason game. They had a little ramp-up period to get to the one preseason game. You're probably playing the, the, the misfit line tomorrow. Maybe there's still time to do it. Look, the, I know this is not going to happen because they have proven this to me but previous seasons. In this division, you can experiment during the regular season. You should. They, you they, should. They, yeah, for the most part. But they won't. Theirs is all forced by injury. When they're forced to make a move, they'll do it. They do some in-game stuff. He'll shuffle some stuff in-game. But then, for the most part, it's like, well, we weren't skating, so I tried something new. And then it's like, well, none of that worked because you, you weren't skating in the first place. So it's a tough situation to be in. I just I look at all of the different pieces and the, the options that you potentially have to change the way and to change the makeup of your team. And instead, you're basically saying, we would have won the cup last year if we had Dadden off on the third line. Like, I'm not sure no, I believe that. No. But that seems to be where they're headed. I, but, and, and I completely disagree. And I, I would just like to see them try different combinations. Again, even during the regular season in that division, try different combinations. You, yeah. you never know when someone's going to click. Right. This team needs scoring in the playoffs. Yeah. If you keep the same lines that you have now, I don't see that happening. I know it's practice stuff. Uh, Brissois? He looks fine. He's he's what he is. Tomorrow night, probably? I would imagine. Because, I would Im- because the crazy thing is we were looking at the schedule that – I mean, there's a lot of reason. This idiotic six-day layoff after a handful of games, what the hell is that? I I mean, you're literally sitting there staring at it going, yeah, Leonard could basically play all of those. Yep. But then you're going, but then you're – you know, you're going to need a chisel to get the rust off Brassois. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a day in between the first three games – and then there's two days before – or sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. You have two games. I'm looking at preseason. Yeah, we just did this. It's nuts. Every other night. Yeah, well, and, and then, then there's a six-day layoff. Yep, five. Yeah. Five days off before another home game, a couple days off in between each games, and then you have a back-to-back Colorado and Dallas. My one thing – the, the one thing that I look at that makes me lean in the direction of the way they they have been going – is when you actually look at the teams they're playing, if you're not playing good hockey straight off the bat, Seattle can beat you in their opening game. That's a that's a charged up game. They oh, can we beat went you. we went through this, they, and then there's some salty games. They don't coming play in. well at Islanders, LA most of the time. Louis. Yeah, Islanders, Edmund, uh, Oilers, St. Louis comes in like you go in a back to back to Colorado and Dallas like. The worst case scenario for this team is two and six, two and seven. That starts putting pressure on different people, and yeah. puts you know it's going to put pressure on the power power play. It's going to put pressure on the backup goalie. Those things concern you a little bit to say, you know what? Let's just get through this first month eight and two, and then we can experiment. The problem is they're going to get through the first month eight and two and say, well, we can win the President's yep, Trophy. Right. We need home field advantage. But I guess home the, ice con- the, conundrum, the conundrum is. I am, you know, listen, I think Leonard's going to lug the mail. I, I, I think it's going to be fine. But I'm, but I look at this and go, he's your guy, and you're going, 
You know, that back-to-back you're talking about is October 26th and 27th. Yeah. And with the spacing that's in there, yeah. and you throw the five-day break in, you're sitting there going, yeah, Leonard can easily play all those games. Yeah, the first and, six. And Brassois yeah. hasn't really faced anything for three and a half weeks. Well, well he's your backup, and that's what you got to do is play off long layoffs. But And there's an argument to of whether or not this new system is actually new. Are they actually, you know what I mean? Like, they still have a goalie coach that was a product of the old goalie coach. Mm-hmm. Where DeBoer comes in on this, I don't know. We've had a weird situation. He's never had an A and a B. Now he does, you know, or a one and a two. I right. guess he used to have an A and a B. So I don't know what they're going to do here. I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if Leonard plays all of them and they just throw Brassois to the Wolves and say, well, you're playing once every 24 days. Go get them. Wouldn't shock me. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to make of it yet. Because the old days, and you know what, they the, would do that. And the, the other thing that actually factors into this is you've got the three weeks with the Olympics. So which center is probably you, going to? But you got you got a big goaltender, and you don't want the guy worn down at the end of the year. Well, he's going to get three weeks off. No, he isn't. He's going. Well, that's he's true. the starting goalie no, that, for Sweden. No, that's true. I think it's worse. I think the Olympics are a nightmare for the Golden Knights. An absolute nightmare. Way too many guys going, coach going. I just don't think it's good, but. In the end, by the time we get to the Olympics, they should be fine. Then you'll just have to figure out the rest on the back end of it. I, I'm not that worried about it, but it's not the, the the good setup that they have. I'm just saying. You don't think there's a chance Markstrom's the guy? No, I think it's going to be Leonard because I think Leonard's probably going to have like a 1.4 goals against average by that time. They play all these games in the Pacific Division and they can't score. Like, I, it wouldn't shock me if he's Vezina finalist again. Because that's the way this team plays. Oh, They're going to the, control the puck most of the game. He's going to take 11 shots well, the, and let up one. And the, cra- the crazy thing is... If, 18. If, if you look <laughs> Although at, he's thinner now. You know, we, some, we, of those, some of those pucks are going to get we know it's Maybe. We know it's gone, right, that first year. But you think where this team is come in f- five years, the strength is on the blue line. For the most part, for the most part, yeah. No, I mean, the, come on. It's in, I mean, if, if you're if you're poking at it, the the worry. Some aspect was that a the motorcycle? Is it a motorcycle or somebody landing a helicopter? In a Probably a little bit of both, but <laughs> no. The the worrisome aspect is the goals tend to dry up, but in on the back end. You're sitting there going, look at that top six going, yeah, that works. Yeah, well, I think it's also the way they play and the style of forward that they go after also are good defensively. Their center's good defensively. Their best player, great defensively. You know, like a Smith, who's another high-end player, great defensively. Like, they, they definitely lean towards being a defensive team, which then goes back to the same argument I've been making for three years now. If you are a defensive team that does not allow shots, why are you overpaying in the goal? Doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense when it was twelve million. It still doesn't make sense at seven and a half. 
They should have a run-of-the-mill, mid-range goalie making, like Brassois can be their starter. Because then you can throw another $5 million to have another Evgeny Dadunov here mm-hmm. and have so much depth offensively to say, we can beat you so many different ways. Right now, they only beat you one way, and that is you won't score. And probably you won't even have the puck. That works a lot. It's going to well, work a lot. They're very uh, good. So... But I don't that, know that if- entire model. And by the way, if you want to call in 702-221-7283, 221-SAVE. Uh, but that model that you're describing, also when we talk about the shortcomings of the power play, do the players sense that, that there was actually pressure well, knowing that the, the, the power play – is our option, and is it's our failing. Option. Yeah. And that they had actual added pressure well, in addition to the lack of movement. Already, you have after a first preseason game where they actually score on the power play immediately, without even really being prompted about it, DeBoer comes out and says, I just want to ask that we are not evaluating this power play in a short frame. Can we just use the entire year and then we'll evaluate it at that point? And my thought is like, absolutely not. Who's he saying that to? DeBoer, to the media. And to the fans. Like, no, that's not how this is going to work. Because if we take an entire year and we evaluate it at the end of the year (laughs) and it's still garbage, you're done. Right, you're toast. Oh, good. Well, let me. We'll set up an interview with, with you, and uh, you know, like, like May thirty first. I, I, mean, I understand his yeah. point. I get what he's saying. That's like it, the listeners grading you and I in about five years. Yeah, it will be cyclical. I get that. There will be it's good gonna, moments. There go will be down. poor. That's but what power plays the, do. The overall look of the power play will not be. It's whether the puck goes in the net. The look of the power play in the last 42 power plays that they've had, in which they've scored four times, the look of that is garbage. So why is he saying that? Because he's nervous. Is he worried about it? They didn't change anything. That's exactly why he is. He's worried that that's going to be number one. So don't ask me about it because I I ain't going to say I got nothing to say. Don't ask me about the goalies. It was topic number one. And then what does he do the first time they talk about goalies this year? Well, we knew you couldn't have that much money in that position. You've been telling us for two years that it's a luxury to have it. Oh, so what what is this going to be? Hey, Pete, what do you think of the Rams game? Basically. I was just going to say, why even have him come out? Well, Well, no, that's not not necessarily fair because this this camp – He's been very forthcoming with a lot of different things: individual player performance, what they're lo- you know, how they're rolling things out, what they're doing with their the goalies, all of it. Like I think he's been the rule change, the cross check rule. He's been pretty forthcoming with it. I think he's been way more open and honest this preseason. But then you can tell well, that preseason. that's a sore spot. Like you <laughs> can tell that's yeah, yeah, a spot yeah. that like you poke that. Yeah. it's going to be a problem. And because that's there, that's the difference. And he, I don't think they have a good answer. They just kept the coach. Well, I mean, the same guys running it. But I'm sorry, I, which is crazy to me. Whatever. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I didn't see it. I, I don't take it out of context. But you can't walk up and say, "Oh, by the way, the thing that was our kryptonite." Don't ask me about that. I wouldn't say he said, "Don't ask me about it." His point was, "Don't evaluate." You it. can't evaluate it on an individual night basis. And and while that is fine to say. 
All we have is the individual night basis. And if you want us to evaluate it over the course of a season, well, guess what? It's crap right now. Hmm. That's what it is. And until it's not crap, it's crap. Hmm. So having good days can be positive for you. They should be trying to push it in the right direction. But, but the, I mean, okay. I mean, They I, scored I, one I, last I, night. Again, it was an accident. But again, the semantics of this, I, we'll get the mic here in a second. The semantics of it. You know, let's not evaluate the... Well, wait a second. It's one of the biggest components of the game. On morning skates, virtually every practice, when they're on road trips, and what do they do? What do they? If there's anything they work on, you know, on a game day skate, it's yeah. the power play. Yeah. They did it all postseason. If if something's going well and we decide to evaluate that that's going well at that time, I don't think he has a problem with that, right? And d- don't tell me what I get to ask you. Well, no, I think I think what he's saying is he doesn't want to overblow he, the he it's does, going he well. He does not want it to be this panacea or this this, this uh, tarp over them Correct. at all times. Correct, well, but it is. Yeah, and fix it. That in the third line. Fix it, and the tarp is removed. Like there you go. those two things, and your goalie. If Leonard's not playing at a, at a Vezina quality level, it will be a massive story the entire season. All right, let's give Mike a kick at it on the phones uh, on Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hi, Mike. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Do it again. That was my fault. Go oh, ahead. Start over. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Uh, thir- first of all, thanks so much, Ken, for giving me a few valuable minutes at practice the other day with my dog pal, Goldie. For sure. Did he autograph yeah, a blank check? <laughs> I knew that was an impossibility, so I didn't ask. All right. But, and and maybe, uh, maybe a blank check wouldn't be uh, it worth anything. Would it, Ken? Well, I, I, don't I don't know. I don't even have checks. So. <laughs> Does anybody? <laughs> That's right. No, does anybody anymore? I do, well, but I'm an old thing. guy. Yeah, you're, you and I are old guys, so maybe we do, but I don't either. So point is that I ask you, Ken, and, and we're going to do this now if we can, to give some insight into your thoughts on Will Carrier because you were r- rather critical of him and thinking that he has to earn a spot. And when I mentioned that on this show, it was like I had a third eye. There's no way, but last night, uh, Gary Lawless said the same thing. Will Carrier is a trump card. He may or may not make the team, or if he does, he'll be sent down and then claimed. So I want to know. And then I was really disturbed by the comment that was made by Coach DeBoer when he said, and I think I heard this right, we'll evaluate the power play at the end of this season. What? You're going to wait till the end of the season to evaluate the power play? Is that what he said? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, as far as Carrier goes, like, I think as of right now, he's not on the roster. Uh, he's not been very good. I think he has enough money that it's worthwhile to send him down. I don't think it's the end of the world if someone claims him. I don't think there's enough of a ceiling for him to stand in the way of a guy you traded a third-round pick to get in Brett Howden. They obviously like Keegan Colazar, and that dude scores every time they drop the puck in scrimmage. Nick Y ain't going anywhere. There's not a lot of excess money. I think that's the one place on the roster where there is a little bit of money there that I, I do think it's possible. And right now, unless he shows something more, I don't think Will Carrier is on the roster come October 12th. Okay. If that were to come to pass, do you think 
somebody out there you get I, a, you get a fifth rounder for him possibly or if, you know i think you'd look to do that yeah you try to find somebody who would take him and i and i With think the it's rangers possible. yeah i don't know about that but yeah i think that's that's certainly an option i just think when you it, like it, to me it comes back to the off-season plan and I think part there were two main pieces of their offseason plan. And the number one piece was we've got to get better on our power play. I think Nolan Patrick helps in that. I think Evgeny Dadinoff helps in that. I think their second piece, and this was one that DeBoer came out and said pretty early in camp, is we understood and recognized that we have to take some minutes off of Mark Stone's plate, off of William Carr. Carlson's plate off of Riley Smith's plate because they were not performing to their peak at five on five and at the power play come postseason time. The way you do that is you have your Belmars and Eakins and Carpenters down the roster. Well, Nolan Patrick, he literally last night said Jesse Granger was almost going to be on the penalty kill if Nolan Patrick wasn't available. Like He actually said that to Jesse. That's how low down Nolan Patrick is on penalty killing. It's like, we literally had no one else. He had to do it. He ain't killing penalties. Dadnoff is not killing penalties. So that means you're left with Kolazar doesn't kill penalties. Wa can. They didn't really trust him. They didn't really like him. He wasn't that good at it. He did it a little bit. And then Carrier. He ain't killing penalties. So it's got to be Howden in your lineup. So with that, Carrier has no space. And there's no reason to carry an extra $700,000, which is another player, on your bench. Get rid of him. By the way, get a a peak. You know, last night. How's Howden looked in practice? It's a fair point that DeBoer makes. And I think the same point can be made for Carrier. Could have been made for Reeves back in the day. I think... There's a lot of other guys. Jermaine Lowen. When you play games that are against your own team and then games that do not count against players who are not playing full speed, guys who play with energy and grit and live in the corners do not show up as well. So Brett Howden has been a guy to this point. Just another one amongst the group. I think when you get into a situation where I need a penalty kill in the third period of a 1-1 game, I think Brett Howden's valuable. And there's enough to his game. He made a nice pass yesterday. Zone entry pass makes the nice pass, leads to Cotter's goal. Like There's enough there, and I still go back to it. It's expenditure. They gave up a third, or I think it was a fourth-round pick, to get Brett Howden. You are not throwing that on waivers the second you get into camp. It's not going to happen. More likely, Carrier goes, and they've proven beyond belief that they love Keegan Colazar. Right, and he has been very good to this point. Is that going to go on in regular season games? I'm not sure. I mean, the bonus is if he can put it in. I mean, which so far he has, but he's done that before. No, I know, but if you remember the first third of last year, we're like, hey, okay, good. They then they were worried about waving. No, no, then he's on the team. And he had a dozen ten bell chances in the first mm-hmm. five six weeks. Yeah, and they ne- never went in, and it never really got all that much better. What a fourth round pick! Oh, and the, and the indomitable Nick D. Simone went in that trade as well. Oh, indomitable! Yeah. Wow. So is this Kolasar feeling more confident, more comfortable? The, he, he's he knows he's on the team. There's 
there's comfort there, so he's a little more relaxed. Is that perhaps why the goal is? Well, he got a lot of positive experience last year. He's always pretty much looked the same guy, at least for me. The chances were there, and then you'd watch a regular season game, and they just weren't going in. Like right now, in scrimmages, they're going in. I don't necessarily know that that means it'll continue. If it does, awesome. But I go back to they've got to figure out what they want their bottom six to be. Yeah. Well, they obviously don't want it as physical, right? If, if we're if, if we're looking, I don't know about that. If carry if it's Carrier, Colazar, and Watts, it's pretty pretty much yeah, there. Like, or, yeah, okay, they don't have the but, big mean guy, but, but it, it's it's looking right now like Reeves and Carrier are gone. Um, yeah, I mean, it would certainly seem that way. I think Howden's more of a no shik replacement. Which would make sense. I don't know what Wah would be replacing. I guess you're changing it a little bit. And then how does Krebs fit into all of it? Because I think it's a completely different look if Kolazar is your 13th guy and the th- and the fourth line is Krebs, Howden, Wah. I, I was I was thinking third line would be uh, Patrick uh, Dadnoff and Yamark. That's what it is. I, I that seems to be what the plan is. They are the only group. That's been pretty much inseparable through camp. But that could have very well been a lead-up to last night's game. Hey, we're going to give these guys a game together. Let's give them three, four, five days of practice together and make sure they're comfortable so when we get into the game, we'll see what we get. That could very well be broken up tomorrow. I don't know. It has not to this point. So I'm not going overboard on that yet. But Krebs has bounced around. Dugan's bounced around, Cotter's bounced around, Howden's bounced around. We've seen some some movement there. Berchi's been all the way up uh, with some of those guys. So where they land, I don't know. But to me, I think they're going to go right back to that third line we mentioned before. And then I think they're going to go back to a fourth line that includes Kolazar, Wah, and probably Howden. That would be my guess. Kolazar, Wah, Howden, Krebs is out, Carrier's out. You Krebs is in the AHL, Carrier's in either the AHL or another team. Dugan. Dugan starts the season in Henderson, right? Yeah, I don't. Is he, is he a guy you would look at if an injury occurs? Or I think Cotter's passed him. Oh, I think Dorofeyev's really? passed him. Uh, Dorofeyev's obviously a different situation. When, but... Whenever Cotter was first year, was, was that two years ago, three years ago? Whenever uh, he was first year, the first development camp, he it was Cotter and Cruz yeah, and then and the and then the goaltender Patera that kind of stood out to yeah, me. Yeah, Patera's been good too. Okay. Hey, by the way, um, I want to give the league some credit here. You know, we said this for a week leading up to it. They've at least come up with a dose of common sense. Sun and ice <laughs> don't mix. The Winter Classic is a night game now. I like that. How do you like that? That'll well, look like cool, it. too. Uh, that's perfectly yeah. fine. Did they owe you a let's commission? See. Let's take that big yellow thing in the sky out of the equation. There's an idea. Smart. Paul Cotter was picked in 2018, by the way. Okay. I had a feeling he was a 19. He's actually an 18 draft pick, which puts him only one year past Dugan. I just, to me... I just don't see it in Jack Dugan's game. There are moments I just don't see it consistently enough that I feel comfortable with him being anything beyond what I think he's going to eventually be in the NHL, which is a pain in your butt. 
He has a mean streak. And when he lets go of the mean streak, he is a menace to play against. Cool. We can use a little of that here. But I don't <laughs> think that's coming anytime soon to the NHL in Vegas. Damn. Can he teach other guys in Henderson so when they come up, they... Why, I, I, why do the, what do you mean the Golden Knights don't have that? They, I hear the music. Who? Who? who has Carrier, Colazar, Howden. Oh, Carrier's gone. <laughs> why? What are you doing? <laughs> like Stone, Pacioretty, McNabb, White Cloud. Like, I feel like they have it. Like, can we get someone who can put the thing in the thing, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I get that. That's a they, thing. They, yeah. They, they don't... I don't feel like they stand up for one another in, in times when they should. So, so in that case, the mean streak is missing. Well, I don't know that there's been any... I know what you're saying. I mean, the peg mentality thing, but I don't think... The game's just not like that anymore. It's not like that anymore. I, it's, it's not. I don't think you need that at all. Yeah. You, you doing a podcast soon or what? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard you were... Uh, there was a Ken Bulky oh television eclipse at the... Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> in eclipse? Arizona. Too yeah, tall. Yeah. Like, uh, I was sitting right in front of the camera, and any time I would move around, I would like my corner of my head would be in the camera. It was no good. You're sitting right in front of the pan Keep camera. getting texts. Sit down. <laughs> well, if you're going to do... If you're gonna do that on the back of your head, you gotta get a sin bin tattoo. I know, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been at least perfect. get branding yeah. out of the deal. You get a cutter tattoo. On the back. <laughs> Make some money. Thanks for coming in. Always appreciate it. Ken Bulky, Simbin Vegas. He and Jason Parth, your great friends of the program, do a great job. Obviously, hey, they got a preseason game tomorrow night. We'll be back. We'll do it again tomorrow. Stevie, as always, my friend. Thank you. Have a good evening. Follow him on Twitter, Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. And TC's coming up next. Have a great day, folks. <laughs>